Boxcutters advises that this following episode of Boxcutters will contain some coarse language and no adult themes. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 73, It Looks Like Chicken. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I was going to say it looks like a monkey. <gasps> so it was very close. I love a monkey. We're obviously in sync for tonight's episode. It, it, it seems like we are. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. What's news, gentlemen? What the whoa, hell? Whoa, whoa. What the hell is going on with Channel 9 News? I don't know. What's going on with Channel 9 News? Did either of you see tonight's broadcast? No. no. Have no. they have they slipped that uh, Ped Harvey thoughts at the end of the, the program? Well, no, they did something similar right up front at the very start. They, they've got a brand new set. They came out all guns blazing. They said, here's what we're covering in the news tonight. Did all the big stories in the headlines and then said, but first, here's a story about an old couple who've decided to die together. No. As the lead-off story. It was a ridiculous story about this old couple who had decided for some reason, like, the, the wife's dying, so the, so the husband's refusing care. And this was their lead item. Now, we, we should say it's for... It's an uh, and finally at best. For interstate listeners, uh, this is Channel 9 Melbourne. That's true. News. That's true. And for international listeners... Uh, this is Channel 9 Melbourne news. Right. Excellent. I was going to say something in Chinese, but... Melbourne, Australia, as opposed to Melbourne, Florida. Ah, yeah, my Chinese wasn't so good last all, time. All I can say is, hey, or, no, I think that's even Japanese. That is Japanese. Uh, <laughs> gung hei fa choi to, to, all of our, uh, to all of our Chinese listeners, gung hei fa choi. And uh, I can also say, uh, which I've learned entirely from Jackie Chan films, yes, sir, sorry, sir. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. My only international language is bonjour, but that's all I can say. That, and that's it. Bonjour. Right, and, it's excellent. Thank so, you. so two people who wanted to die together. Yeah. How is that a news item? How is it on the news at all? Let alone and and finally, in the lighter side, two old people have decided to die together. That's did what they, it should have been. Did they then recover that story at the end of the show, much like they're doing with Justice? They're they're showing these previews of all the episodes, and then they'll start from episode one. Ah, oh, no, I don't. I don't know if they did that. A bit like The Biggest Loser too. I said this last year, but there is so much fat on that show. I, my hope is that by the end of the series, it's, it, they've slimmed it down to a five-minute show. <laughs> and the show itself loses all this weight. Because it's just all recapping and showing the same bits of footage over again in black and white and voiceovers and nonsense. I, just, I watch it once a week, if that. Mm. Sunday night, that's all I need. Yep. A bit of sweat on my telly. And, uh, and I go, okay, that's what's happening in the show. That's, yep. uh, but there are people who are watching it every night. Well... Well, my wife is a bit of a fan, and if I'm around at that time, which I usually am, it is preferable to uh, Home and Away. Right. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind watching a bit of. So seven o'clock. Why don't Why aren't you watching ABC News and waiting for the weather? Well, I I don't really have that choice. I, I do <laughs> flick over for the weather though. <laughs> so so she doesn't get to see the end, the the cliffhanger of every day's episode. Oh, you can check the weather pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Coming up later on in Box Cutters, we've got uh, talk, some talk of ratings. Mm. A discussion of, hang on, can, can this be right? It says TV footy rights. It's a rant. 
Brett, Brett said the same have, thing. Haven't we banned? Brett said the same thing. Now that it's official, I want to have a rant about okay. it. Okay. Uh, I'll be talking about the contest. We've got... The con test. The con test. Uh, we've got a Simpsons Outlook. The return, listeners, hold on to your chairs if you're sitting down. If you're standing up, sit down. Go grab a chair. If you're walking, <laughs> stop walking. Go grab a chair. And sit down. <laughs> the return of movie yes movie no well it, it had to come back it's been going gangbusters both here and overseas <laughs> it, in france they love it they call it film oui film no <laughs> see you, you know more french than just bonjour that's true that's true film oui film no i love that as, as an idea yeah it's yeah. uh the I, xbox sales are going through the roof as we speak not a, so good on nintendo Wii. we haven't figured out a good way to use the numchuck use, controller yeah that's that's a bit hard mm. uh but uh, as far as Xbox Live goes, the yeah. Xbox Live Movie Yes Movie No community is just huge it at is, the moment. It is, and it's the only way to play it, let's be honest. Yeah, and, uh, and nobody's bought it on PlayStation 3. <laughs> so that'll be returning. We'll finish off with pork, but as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. We've talked quite a bit about the CBS deal, which Channel 9 had let go of, and a lot of the content, such as Dr. Phil and uh, David Letterman, has gone over to Channel 10. And we were wondering what would happen with the news content that 60 Minutes has been propping up 60 Minutes with all these years. And there's quite a bit of speculation as to whether Channel 10 were going to start their own current affairs show. Which or, would fail. Or, or basically what they were going to do with it. In a strange twist, they've apparently had an auction, auctioned it off to the highest bidder, and the winner was Channel 9. Da, da, da. So 60 Minutes will be staying as as has been over the past few years. Do you... Um, <laughs> we'll be returning to Channel 9. <laughs> no, I thought it was turn the page now for the listeners at home. It's, wait, there's, there's going to be more noise, and I don't know how to turn it off. Let's... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, I'm working off laptop today. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Still more noise to come. <laughs> maybe I could. Uh, maybe I've I've fixed it. I don't know. Let's. We'll find out. Do you think this is a smart move by Channel Ten? Channel uh, Ten had a lot of options here. You know, if if there was enough competition for it, they may have covered off the entire charge that they're paying CBS Paramount. Oh, that would that yeah. Would be I think good. I think any situation where Channel because, Ten sorry, apparently most of the networks were bidding for it, which is interesting. Any any situation where Channel Ten can get money from Channel Nine, yeah, who don't have any money, uh, is is fantastic for Channel Ten. I think they've definitely done the right thing because as as I kind of flippantly said before, if they were to do their own current affairs show, it would fail because. Their viewers don't want that. Nobody wants that from Channel 10. Nobody's turning into Channel 10 as a news source primarily. And no one really respects them as a news source. It, thought, it just it wouldn't work to their advantage. I thought Real Stories was going pretty well. <laughs> but, see, and then it's fiction. But, ah. Uh, oh, remember, really? remember we had Ryan on the show? Yeah. And he talked about how they were making stuff up. And putting it on the show, how it wasn't real. It was. It was just. Oh, was, was he saying that? Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a comedy, Brett. But uh, sixty minutes is one of Channel 9's flagships, undoubtedly. 
Well, James Talley said it is their flagship. It is the flagship. The show. flagship. It's the tent pole show, <laughs> Channel Nine. It, it does give the it does give the ratings. It does get them off to a good start on a Sunday night. As Channel Ten, wouldn't you like to weaken your major competition? Is there actually that much competition for Sunday night viewers anymore? Sunday night's like, huge. Really? Sunday night's huge. That's why movies have stopped being shown, because movies weren't getting the ratings. That's why... And just another freaking instalment of CSI will get more viewers in, and so they're chucking them in there. Yeah, basically. And Law and & Order <laughs> and Channel Dull. 7 have just announced Dull. that they've got a whole... Uh, they're, they're putting a lot of their big guns. I'll get to that in ratings, but they're putting a lot of their big guns on Sunday night this year. Oh, yes. my God. Just, Sun, just Sunday night's going to be huge. Vaguely apropos of that, I was looking at the upcoming series coming out of the US and freaking how many shows do we need about lawyers and... and mm. 20. <laughs> we need 20. Well, they've got it was rhetorical, Josh. Oh, 20. There's more than that coming up out of the US. Yeah. I thought you were going to do a link there. I thought you were going to say, speaking of big guns on Sunday night... No. And make some sort of Danny Minogue. Yeah, Australia's Got Talent reference. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah. But no, he, uh, he hasn't thought that far ahead. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen anything on scheduling on it. Australia's Got Talent is the most exciting thing to come up in reality TV since uh, last Tuesday. And uh, <laughs> we've been Red keeping faces. A, Red faces, a, an the eye, next generation. An eye on the structure of this uh, brand new concept in television. I, uh, think, I think it's the most exciting Australian... TV reality kind of contest since the X Factor <laughs> on Channel Seven. No, no, X Factor was uh, was X Factor Channel Seven. No, 10. no, it's ten. Yeah, since the X Factor. That's Just why, in that's Australia, why Daniel McPherson's doing all those ads for Channel Ten because they've got nothing else for him. <laughs> because they signed him for however many years of X Factor they did one. They said, "Well, we're not doing any more of those." Oh, really? Yep. I and thought he was signed through Neighbours, and or? now he's just hosting. No, 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 because after Neighbours, he went over and was on the bill for a while. And then, uh, okay. and then he was on... Uh, Pushing on that, over. Pu- yeah. Which apparently has another season coming up. Uh, the really? In- interesting thing about that The X the Factor. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, neither Channel 10 nor Channel whatever it was in the, in, in the UK have confirmed that... Uh, th- they both announced that it was coming back, but there's been no statement this year, which would lead me to think it's probably not. But if they're just doing one season a year... Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was late last year. Yep. A, a little aside about The X Factor. Uh, the, the book that I reviewed last week, Desperate Network, Networks, has a, an excellent little story about The X Factor, where Simon Cowell invented The X Factor as, as a TV concept uh, and produced it himself in the UK. Fox in the States bought The X Factor with a view of never, ever producing it. Right. Because they wanted to make sure that Simon Cowell stayed on uh, American Idol and never went with his own show to another network. So they paid all of this money to Simon Cowell just so that he would never leave them. Wow. I I think uh, to uh, Sharon Osbourne was one of the judges on the uh, English version. And Mm -hmm. I remember she was on Parkinson with Dame Edna Everidge. And David Everidge was talking about the show, calling it The X-Files, and saying how good it was that uh, so much airtime was being devoted to so many people with so little talent. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. So anyway, Australia's, Australia's Got Talent. version of Australia's Got Talent uh, is coming do, up. Do apparently. other countries do Australia's Got Talent? <laughs> they don't, actually. Right. But uh, the latest in the franchise of Got Talent, <laughs> dot, 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 um, We've already covered Grant Denyer is the host. Danny Minogue is uh, a judge. Red Simons is the mean judge. Boo! Boo! 
Boo. How, could, Boo. how dare you? How dare you? Where's Jono and Dano? <laughs> What's my spies tell me in an unconfirmed manner to, to this point is that actor Tom Berlinson is the third and final judge for Australia's Got Talent. So anybody on, who t- uh, Tom Berlinson, the any- man who broke up Steve Martin's marriage. Really? Is that not right? Well, the man who, who was the man from Snowy River and reinvented himself as a Frank Sinatra uh, imitator. I believe... See, I can't picture him. I know the name, but I can't really? picture him. I believe mm. he is the man who broke up Steve Martin's marriage. With whom? That woman. Mrs. Martin. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> the, the woman who, uh, who, who was in... Uh, I don't know. I think she was in All of Me. And, uh, Lily Tomlin? No, the other one. <laughs> The only place his girlfriend didn't. No. <laughs> anyway, they were happily married, and then she came to Australia to do, you know, quickly down under again or something like that. Uh, or maybe maybe the, the Man from Snowy River uh, miniseries that uh, Berlinson was in or something. Anyway. Uh, and uh, and apparently fell in love with him, left Steve Martin, and that's why Steve Martin's not funny anymore. I think most of Australia isn't uh, holding that against him because they've fallen in love with him doing his cabaret Frank Sinatra crooning little deal except for me for the last 15 years or so i go to every show he does and scream out <laughs> home wrecker you're a home wrecker berlinson i don't even know if, i don't even know if that story is correct if it's actually tom berlinson who uh, who did that so now but we're gonna have two hanging judges yeah because <laughs> everybody will be booing him and android Simon. yes <laughs> you're a home wrecker <laughs> Well, at least he'll now understand why every gig that he's been playing is <laughs> you down in the back trying to If you have him. any uh, information on this, send us an email. Hooray at boxcutters.net. And uh, that was Josh Canal speaking for the lawsuits as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Josh L. Canal, uh, who is no relation to me. He's just run out the door. Uh, speaking of things running out the door, Lost has uh, lost some footage and they're going to have to reshoot some scenes after uh, there was a luggage mix-up at Honolulu Airport and some of their film canisters went through the x-ray machine despite the very big warnings on the canisters to not put these through the x-ray machines. (laughs) No amount of lays on the baggage collection thing's going to make up for that. Baggage (laughs) handlers are just freaking idiots, aren't they? It's and you know thankfully they they had insurance to to cover this and mm-hmm. uh, they're apparently or reportedly running well within their time frame to get all sixteen episodes done so they can reshoot these scenes and still have sixteen episodes running over sixteen weeks as they've promised or they will face the wrath of an entire world. Mm. I was um, updating some uh, torrents today, and I noticed that uh, in the main, the series are up in the US are up to episode fourteen, uh, but Lost is only up to seven. What's what's the deal with that? Hang on, what in the in the what in the US? In the US, they're up to fourteen, but only seven. What I missed? What well, you said. other other series that started at the same time, uh, Studio sixty. There was there was a big gap with Lost, which they, we, they've been so off they, air. they took another seven weeks off. They've been off air for three months. We discussed that. At the very start of the series, they, they, of did Lost. A, they did a six-week run, and then they went off for three months in the hope that they would be able to run a straight run of sixteen episodes. Whereas previously in the states, they'd they were been, showing repeats. They, yeah. they were doing like four episodes and then a two-week break, and four episodes and two-week break. And I can't imagine how people would have watched Lost like that if, if you weren't paying attention. It would get very confusing. Yeah, you know, 
one time we're on the island, next time we've been saved, next time <laughs> Gilligan's there with the Globetrotters. All and very confusing. I, I want to talk to you about this in, in, in Pork, but you've really turned on Lost. It's, uh, it's quite amazing. Brett Cropley, tell us about uh, Fat Girl Thin. Kirsty Ellie. Yeah. Otherwise known as Fat Girl Thin, uh, whose battle with her weight has dominated tabloid headlines, and she actually made a, a comedy series out of it called Fat Actress. No, no, no. She made a series out of it <laughs> called Fat Actress. Um, has been cast as the lead in a new series out of the US called The Ministry, Minister of Divine. And uh, this is actually the US remake of The Vicar of Dibley. Uh, playing the role that Dawn French played in the UK original series, ah. right? That was I didn't mind the Vicar of Dibley as a as as a UK sitcom. Never watched it. Was, it was you know it it had some okay moments. It was a, it was a bit mm, if there was nothing else on it. average. Yeah, yeah, you know it was who, who stars inoffensive in Dawn Dawn French Dawn French and she's a larger lady. Yes, she's the, yep. so they've obviously thought and larger lady. Who can we get? Oh. The thing, the thing about Dawn French though, is she's a larger lady, but with a lot of charisma. Yes, and so they clearly didn't think that through far <laughs> enough, and 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 very funny in her own right. Yes, yes, and part of comedy duo French and Saunders. Yes, yeah, uh, co-creator of Absolutely Fabulous. And, uh, and yeah, just a, a very talented individual. Whereas Kirstie Alley just, for comedy, just does a lot of wah, wah. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. you know, what? one of my favourite quotes from Kirstie Alley was during the taping of Cheers, where she in an interview said, I don't get the jokes. <laughs> I don't get the jokes. And it showed when she tried to tell the jokes yeah. that she yeah. didn't. Yeah. Get the jokes. In boring but important news, uh, the ABC, Australian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, has outlined a range of so-called radical measures, including opening uh, their uh, in- extensive archive to online delivery, arguably for a fee, and uh, uh, as and um, also just to include their digital media, making it uh, a part of everything else changing the way ABC2 works and having that part of the internet and, oh, look at this, we've discovered the internet. I think what this means, what I can, reading between the lines, is the ABC are going to have a MySpace page. Right. That's my understanding. I'm, I'm not that comfortable with this. We, as taxpayers, pay our 8 or 12 cents a day and we've already paid for the content. I'm not sure if we're downloading from Australia why we should be paying again for that content. Yep, fair enough. Uh, because the government doesn't from, give the ABC enough money to run. Apart from the Conservative government is pushing the ABC and, and they've appointed a chairman um, to do so uh, along the tracks to becoming com- a commercial organisation. If you think about it, we've, we paid $0.08 cents a day 20 years ago. Yep. Now we pay on average $0.09 cents a day. That doesn't really equate with CPI. It doesn't work that way. No, not at all. And I would quite happily pay $0.20 cents a day for, uh, for for the ABC, if that meant that they could produce local local drama and uh, and do proper investigative journalism and you know pay the money that they need to pay to to make all of that happen, uh, but yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Slightly off topic, but you guys download ABC podcasts, don't you? I know you've uh, yeah you've talked from, about uh, Saffron's quite a few times. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and also uh, the Media Report. Would you continue to do that if it cost money? Mm. No. no. 
So I, I assume this. But they're not talking about podcasts. They, they were as well. No, really? they were talking about charging oh, for podcasts as well. Well, you know, I, I think that'll that'll really that'll really dig into their Ricky uh, Gervais, who arguably had the highest rating podcast according to the, the Guinness Book of Records. According to the Guinness Book of Records, uh, tried to charge for podcasts mm. and it failed miserably. Mm. I did it. I never heard. Uh, from him again in in the audio kind of podcast well they realm they've done after he went to the charging thing but there's there's like a, a very um irregular video podcast that they do yeah and that's and that's all they do now because the charging thing just didn't work uh whereas the free one everyone loved regular yeah. listener robert Boxcutter was one of the few people who subscribed to that and paid for it and he was telling me that it was for the money the quality went down both it was less funny, and uh, but and the technical quality of it was just terrible. Oh, really? Apparently so. See, so it's so the subscription was it for a series? Yes. Was I it think for another like twelve episodes? I think it was. And yep. Did they did they actually complete that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did the whole the whole run of the series. But, but it was a bit. I uh, guess I wasn't freaking here. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Mm. Yep. Uh, Brett, you have uh, one more bit of news. Did I? Oh well. We can go there if you want. Um, the TV's Fenny Man, Rove McManus, uh, is expected to make an announcement next week regarding the return of Rove Live to the small screen. Uh, Rove Productions has appointed a new series producer, Todd Abbott, to relaunch uh, for 2007. Industry speculation suggests that it will return after Easter. Uh, Channel 10 have said they'll give him as much space and time and, and support as And, and hugs and, yeah, and whatever. To get uh, over the death last year of his wife, Belinda Emmett. And, uh, and speaking of sad things, House of Cards star Ian Richardson. Uh, House of Cards, I might uh, do it as a, a things you may have missed. One week. That would be great because I've missed it, obviously. Yeah, you have. Uh, it's a, a fantastic uh, series of miniseries from uh, the BBC. And he played the, uh, the, the politician, the very immoral politician, uh, in House of Cards. And uh, a great actor. He uh, died this week, aged 72. Hmm. And that is the Boxcutters News. In the beginning, there was nothing. And God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. And... In a return to the ratings segment, we've had a, a little bit of ratings earlier on in the year, but uh, Just a smattering. Now that a it's sprinkling, now that it's the middle of February, are we back into proper ratings time? We are today, uh, as we're recording this. So it's Monday. Monday, the twelfth of February, is the first official day. It starts today. The ratings. You may be forgiven for thinking it had started up to two weeks ago with uh, Channel Seven bringing out a lot of their major programming, but today is the first official day. Yep. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about of interest, most particularly Monday and Wednesday night of last week. Tuesday is still a bit all over the place at this point because they were expected. They were uh, Channel Seven and Ten were concerned about an additional cricket final, so there's no. They haven't brought out the big guns for Tuesday 
as yet. So we might talk about that a bit later. And uh, I'm not sure why, but Thursday hasn't really started yet either. Thursday's going to start properly soon. But uh, Mondays and Wednesdays have certainly started off. And uh, they've started off with a bang. Last week was the first episode of Desperate Housewives. Yep. It rated 1.53 million. That's huge. What... What were figures for Series 2 of Desperate Housewives? Because my, my feeling mm-hmm. was that uh, it had somewhat of a fall-off. It definitely did in the States. It did. It, I think it did have some sort of fall-off, yeah. but I'm, I don't have the figures in front of me. But I think it was... Why not, Ross? Well, cause, uh, I'm sick I'm, of your lack of preparedness. I've only got one sheet of paper. You're the <laughs> one with the computer. Perhaps you could look it up quickly. I've got no internet here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Desperate Housewives 1.53. You would imagine that would tail off a bit just because it's the opening. Uh, people probably had, give it a look. and Had all the answers to the cliffhanger. Supposedly so. Interestingly, Brothers and Sisters, which premiered straight after Desperate Housewives, 1.43 million. That's not bad. That's not too bad at That's all. That's for, a, what, a 9.30 time slot? 9.30 time slot. One versus 100, 1.42 million. At 8.30. At 8.30. The Rich List. At 7.30. 1.39 million. So I haven't, I haven't included the figures for, this is national figures. Yep. But everything from one to six is between 1.5 and 1.4, more or less. That's huge. That's that's very close, though. Yes. That's all very close. So it'll be interesting to see. You can't really say anything's winning at this stage. It'll be really interesting to see what happens from here. But if, if you look at Channel 7's figures, mm-hmm. uh, 7.30 to 8.30 is the most watched time slot yep. in, in Australia. Yep. And if, uh, if their big new game show mm-hmm. is rating less than their 8.30 time slot show, yes. that's already spelling trouble for it. And uh, do you have figures? It's Heroes that follows. But the same thing's happening on Channel 9. Motorway Patrol is just over a million. Uh, the Code is just over a million. And they're both being trounced by 1 versus 100. Well, by, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. It's it's very interesting that the way these figures are working. It means more people are turning on at 8.30. It means people are actually changing their yep. viewing habits. Yep, that's true, I would think. Uh, interestingly, on... Wednesday night, which is the big House versus Heroes showdown. Uh, 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 uh. Bigger than that. Bigger than that? It's House versus Heroes versus Spicks and Specs. Oh, that's true. But Spicks and Specs hasn't started again. That starts this week. This, this mm-hmm. week, This yes. coming Wednesday. On Wednesday... Well, that, that'll actually be very interesting to see what kind of an impact Spicks and Specs makes. Uh, on last Wednesday, House, 1.58 million. Heroes, 1.5 million (gasps) really really close amazing to think that there's three million people watching a bit more than three million watching at that time slot and it's pretty much split down the middle because usually when you get uh, an event that everybody's watching say like uh, the olympics opening ceremony or something like that Mm -hmm. and you're still only getting 2.6 million viewers at that time so this is this is more than that yes this is just astounding. Yeah, yeah, and Cold Case, which is on at the one at the same time, one point one six, so way behind. So that's that's very interesting that they're that they are so close, and it'll be interesting to see which wins out out of Heroes and House. Yeah, that's and especially when Spicks and Specs comes back, because yeah. I I would think that uh, Spicks and Specs would take parts of both of those audiences. Yep, and a little bit of Cold Case again. Their House had a very big cliffhanger at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I wonder once now that the viewers have got the answer. Uh, Whether they'll drop off a bit. He'll just be going into physical therapy from here on. (laughs) (laughs) The the flip side of that, I think, is that Heroes just gets better and better, especially in those first, say, four to five weeks. Yeah. So I I imagine that'll just keep growing. Mm. That was interesting with Heroes. There there wasn't... It was kind of like the first episode didn't have a lot to it. It didn't have a lot of exposition. It's got a lot of characters. Like when you when you kind of look it's, look at take a step back and look at it, you realise it's got it's it's a huge cast. That, that's and actually, to try and cover all those stories at once, you're getting very only just small bits. And and from storytelling perspective, uh, the fact that it actually doesn't have much exposition is a, a fantastic and risky thing for television. It's something that television usually does up front. Oh, this is a story about a bunch of people who all got superpowers on the same day, and they don't know how they how it happened. Yep. Uh, you know that's that's usually what would happen in uh, in in a TV show, and in Heroes they're not doing that. They're leaving the questions open, and uh, and building more questions, which is the way to to do storytelling. Well, I definitely found the second episode more rewarding as a viewer. Mm. See, I don't know the first episode for me, I loved. Yeah, I liked it too, and I wasn't expecting anything from it, so I think that made me even like it even more. Yeah, yeah. but certainly. Whereas by you guys about have just talked it up so so big time it could only ever be a disappointment for me <laughs> certainly by about the second or third episode once you really get into hero particularly as a character i think that's when it really yeah is on fire. he's he's the runaway star yeah, easily yeah he's fantastic i can't wait for some of the other cast to die though <laughs> interestingly at seven thirty on wednesday night uh we had the contest which we'll be talking about in a minute just over a million. Uh, McLeod's Daughters, 1.2 million, and Border Security, 1.3 million. Again, very, very close. And why Border Security rates as well as it does, I still have no idea. No. No, that's, that, seems to be, uh, that seems to be a bit of an anomaly. It's yeah. how it's Australian. Uh, and we were talking about Sunday nights before. We've got, uh, on Channel 7, they have announced their big lineup for Sunday night. They've got uh, Red Faces, The Next Generation at 6.30, Ugly Betty <laughs> at 7.30, Grey's Anatomy at 8.30, and What About Brian at 9.30. What About Brian has uh, has been quite successful in the States. I haven't seen okay. any of it. No, I haven't I think either. it was a, a mid-season replacement, so Channel 7 mm. is showing that quite soon after it's it started over there. I haven't okay. heard of it. Well, quick pricey. It's from uh, J.J. Abrahams. Abrams. Abrams. That's yeah. about all I know. I don't even know his name. JJ uh. really. uh, Abrams. Um, it's a kind of a relationship drama about a uh, uh, about a guy who intervenes when uh, his best friend is marrying the love of his life. Is my understanding. And uh, anyway, it's, it's it's an interesting lineup. Uh, Sunday nights on on seven. Well, and it's, that's- it's it's a huge lineup. I mean, Ugly Betty you would think would be the big standout show for them of the new lot of shows that Channel 7 have got in Grey's except Anatomy. At, except at 7.30, it's going to be up against uh, Australia's Got Idol and uh, and Big Brother. Yep, and uh, and 60 Minutes. And 60 Minutes. So, I mean, they've come out all guns blazing. And 8.30, which, as we said, is the Law and Order, the CSIs, and now Grey's Anatomy, which is quite different. And but, I think it'll it'll but it's one of seven's biggest rating winners. And and they're gonna take all of the women viewers from Law and Order yep. and CSI yep. and they're all gonna go to Grey's Anatomy because that's what it was made for. Yep. Uh, I think I think we're in for an exciting year of television. We are, we are. And Channel Seven have, have not had anything on Sunday nights for a while, so it's good to see them kinda of come out all guns blazing. Hurrah. 
Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters. With a community service announcement, here's Ross McQueen. Well, I apologise to people because... You've heard a lot about, if you live locally, you've heard a lot about this in the media on the past week. The football rights have finally been decided and everybody's been commenting on it, but I thought I had to give my two cents. Uh, I'm talking about how the football rights compare to the deal of the last five years. I'm not talking about the uh, highly anticipated, oh, we're going to get all eight games on free-to-air rumours that were helping everybody's expectations over the last few weeks, which uh, which is now shattered dreams. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, it's the football rights. It's shit. It's a disaster for fans. Locally, we're getting less games. The games we are getting are worse quality. Interstate, you've got the same problem, particularly in South Australia and WA. Alex Dimitriou, the... Uh, Alex? That sounds, sounds right. No, it sounds like Demetriatus. Um, yeah. Chris? Oh. Oh, I can't remember. Mr. Demetriou. S- Scott? <laughs> has, uh, has come out and said, well, if you're a football fan, hey, get Foxtel. Uh, Mr. <gasps> Demetriou, if you uh, are in the sort of pay scale that you're in, apparently he was shopping for a $4.5 million mansion over the weekend. Good luck to you. I'm sure that $50, $60 a month is loose change. For many football fans, an extra six, $700 a year is just not affordable, uh, especially to blow on football. So, uh, But just, just playing devil's advocate for a sec, if you were to get Foxtel, again... Andrew. Andrew Dimitri, thank you. <laughs> if, you uh, if you were playing, uh, if you were getting Foxtel, again, the deal is worse. Again, for football fans... Uh, sure, you're getting more games on exclusively that you weren't getting otherwise, but they're being shown on Fox 3. Fox football channels shut down, which means that you're not getting any of the additional shows that came with it, such as White Line Fever, and the games that are getting shown are competing with other sports. Now, the the deal that they've gone with mirrors the deal that Channel 9 was going to deal was going to do with Foxtel, and I guess people would say, well, this is all Channel 9's fault then. But uh, that's simply not the case. Channel 9 didn't have a broadcast partner. They were going to have to do a large slice of the games by themselves. It makes sense to do four games for them, four games on Foxtel. That makes perfect sense. That hasn't happened with, uh, with Channel 7. Same with Channel 10. They've dealt with Channel 7 this time, but they're quite happy with what they were doing previously. They're quite happy to only show the two games a week. The fault is not theirs. The fault clearly lies with Channel 7. When they got the football rights, when they won them, they promised to broadcast three games on free-to-air. They're not doing that. They promised to start Friday night football earlier than 8.30. They're not doing that. They call themselves the home of football, which is an absolute and complete joke. They're showing two home-and-away games per week. That's less than a quarter of it. They have absolutely cemented Foxtel as the home of football. Now, Foxtel is the 200-pound gorilla in that's sort of slowly loping towards us that's, that's going to ruin everything. How long until the government relaxes the anti-siphoning laws? And, you know, we, we're living in a robust, consumer-driven economy. Surely we don't need anti-siphoning laws, that sort of thing. We're on a very slippery slope here, and it won't be that long until all football's on Fay TV. But in the meantime, fuck you, Channel 7. And fair enough, too. I, hmm. You know, I, I think... Uh, it, and you know how much I am for 
open markets in certain situations and things yes. like that. But, but when it comes to something like football, A, I think it's definitely in the network's best interests to show as much of it as possible. Yep. And as much of it at the at, as close as possible to, to when it's actually happening. Yes. Uh, I think it's it's just bad business management on their behalf to, to let it go like this. Yes. Uh, Foxtel, in, in the meanwhile... I mean, good on them for picking up the crumbs and uh, taking advantage of, of other people's bad judgment. And you can't blame Foxtel. They need the content. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what is going to compel people to, to buy Foxtel. But uh, but uh, as far as Channel 7 goes, oh, it's what was that thing you used to say, Ross? Oh, Channel 7 suck. Right. Yeah, Channel 7 do suck. It's just, it's just a lose-lose for fans. There's no fans that win. The only thing that wins out of this deal is the corporation of Foxtel. That's the only thing that wins, and that's... That just sucks. And I've said before, not being a huge football fan, but still barracking for Carlton and uh, and wanting to wanting to know what everybody else. There is, are virtually is... no games for Carlton on free to air this year no. because of this deal. And uh, and earlier on, when the possibility was that uh, between the two of them, Channel Seven and Channel Ten, were going to have all eight games shown on free to air, mm-hmm. I remember saying, "Well, this will be the thing that gets me back into football." Yep. And yep. I, I don't think I'm alone there. I think there are a lot of uh, potential football fans who the AFL have just lost. Yes, that's true. Although I should point out, it's probably good that all eight games haven't gone to free-to-air because somebody like me with no life, I'd just end up watching all eight games. Yeah, that's uh, uh, still... Mm. Uh, as any time spent in front of the television is good time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Wednesday night, 7.30 on Channel 10. The contest. Sigh. We spoke (laughs) about this concept ages ago when 10 initially started planning it, or maybe when it went to air in the US, or maybe when we were thinking about shit-boring game shows that would never do any good here. Can't remember. But the, uh, the the contest starts with something like eight contestants. Could be seven, could be nine, could be six. Who knows? I really couldn't pay that much attention to it. They all have to answer five questions silently in each round. So this is I'm going to go through how the game works. Mm-hmm. Each contestant has to uh, answer five questions in each round on their own. Yep. So it's not a buzz-in answer first. You get asked five questions on random themes. There's mm-hmm. nothing that ties these questions together. So it's, it's not like one versus 100 where it all seems to be uh, pop culture based? Uh, no, some of it's pop culture based, some of it's knowledge, some of it's just guesswork. Yep. Uh, but, but it is multiple choice. You've got a choice of three answers. The set did seem reminiscent of The Weakest Link. Yeah, it's not that, it's not that different from... Around in the semicircle. Yeah, it's not, it's not that different from The Weakest Link uh, in, in that respect or, or in other respects. So they answer five questions by themselves. This whole time, all we hear is the host's voice answering the questions, uh, then the... Sorry, asking the questions and then answering the questions. And then after the uh, contestants have answered the questions, which is before the host answers the questions, we then get to see which of the contestants got it right and which of them got it wrong while the next question is being asked, mm-hmm. and that goes on five times in like 60 seconds or something like that, they answer, it goes on. It's already boring. <laughs> right? That's, that's how that works out. Then at the end of each round 
of silent questions. Yes. The contestants have to try to con each other into thinking that they don't have the lowest score. So, if <laughs> oh th- man, I got all those questions right. That's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> so Your turn, Brad. Th- I'm so smart. <laughs> There's no way I could get any of those wrong. <laughs> I too have answered each question correctly, and therefore, and the smartest in the room, the other two must be lying. Uh, I answered them all incorrectly. Oh, <laughs> throw us with that one. Uh, so, so, so they do that. And, and this is really important for the next bit when the players all leave their question answering podiums. Yes. Or should that be podia? Podia. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, and move close to the host where, where there are new podia that have come out of the floor. They rise out of the floor Ooh. as the contestants walk towards them. And, uh, and they all only have one single button. Was it shafted that Red Simons, the game show that Red Simons, that had hydraulics yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, not a good sign. No. <laughs> no. Anything where they have to rely on the hydraulics, <laughs> not a good Ooh, they're coming out of the floor. It's like magic. Someone call David Blaine. It's, that's awesome. so, so they have 10 seconds to then hit the button if they think they have the lowest score. Right. If they hit the button they get to walk away with whatever money they've earned. If they don't hit the button... In their lives? No, just on the... On the show. On the show. Yeah. If they don't hit... Oh, in their oh, lives... Where are, they, where are they earning money? Oh, sorry, in the, in the five questions. So the first round, each question is worth $500. Second round, they're all worth like 750 Okay. Mm. You know, yep. whatever. Who cares? So, <laughs> the, uh, so, so if they don't hit the button and they do have the lowest score, they walk away with nothing. So, the idea is to, to try to be clever and outsmart your opponents into them thinking that they have a lower score than you, so right. that they're more likely to hit the, button hit the button and walk away. So, if you hit the button and you don't have the lowest score, are you out? You're out, but you get to keep all your money. If you do have the lowest score, you get nothing. If you didn't hit the button. If you didn't hit the button. If you didn't hit the button. Yep. Yeah. So that's so the contestants choose instead of actually trying to con and and be clever about it, they just blatantly lie like we did before. With uh, I got all of those questions. Well, I couldn't be the the lowest scoring person because every single question I answered was correct. <laughs> and uh, and then you know sometimes they'll try to be clever by by saying things like, "I think David's walking away with nothing because I'm a genius." But, but not even anything that clever. The ho, the, the, the ho. See, that's what I think of it. The show is hosted by Andrew G, for whom a friend of mine has so much disdain. She refers to him purely as the haircut. <laughs> just, just on that, when they were advertising this show, they said, "Oh, we wanted to get our CEO to host it, but he was busy running the network, so we got a real host." But clearly they didn't because they went with Andrew G. Yes. <laughs> yes, the haircut. And, and Bridget De Close, who's... Well, see, this is... what What's going on there? Bridget De Close, she sits in a room in the is back. she like the Adriana? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just waiting to turn number letters around. But there no, are no she's, <laughs> she's more like the bloke that stands next to Daryl Summers in Star Dances. <laughs> she's, she's at the back that's, and she... That's a chick, isn't it? 
<laughs> Whatever. She <laughs> interviews the contestants as they get eliminated. Oh, it's the walk of shame. Not but even. With an interviewer. Not even. It, they go, go into a room. And, uh, and it's... Oh, this is some of the best television I've ever seen. <laughs> Why didn't you press the button? Bridge will ask. Oh, so intelligently. I just didn't think I had the lowest score, <laughs> the eliminated doofus would say. Did, um... She's mostly radio, isn't she, Bridget Close? Yeah. Yeah, she's been... She was on the mostly page, radio. wasn't she? Radio, okay, cool. I was just wondering if something... Had, um, I apologise, Bridget, if you're listening. I apologise unreservedly. Is there something wrong with her face? <laughs> she's always seemed so sour. Yeah, she's like got this just, lopsided kind of non-smile. I mean, I'm sure she was nervous just, during the first contest, but... Yeah, anyway. uh, you know what? I... I don't care enough to, to look at it that much. Yeah. I'm yeah. too busy. Kind of, because also they have the contestants' mates out in that oh loser's gosh. room uh, to sit on the couch and do nothing except go, <laughs> you lost and you wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> really. And, but that's, that's not all. There's even more tedium in <laughs> the bumpers before and after the ads when we get to see earlier sessions. So pre-taped sessions between all of the contestants where they try to outsmart each other by lying about their professions. So, uh, you know, David might say, I'm uh, really a, a four-star chef. Yeah. A, a, a chef who, who runs a four-star restaurant. I, I'm really a fireman. Yeah. And the thing is, they all lie. <laughs> so it's not that difficult to tell who's lying. Yeah, they all lied about their <laughs> just profession. Just throw a rock and you'll hit them. <laughs> and nobody cared who lied about their profession. Like it just—it made no difference whatsoever. It's, strangely, though, I—I I think I want to watch it again because it's—it's it's so shit. It makes me think that my life is better. Yeah. It's, it's one of those shows. It's just—it's it's like know. watching Catherine Kidman. <laughs> In a way. I don't know what Channel 10 thought when they went, okay, the other two are having two big game shows. We should have a game show too. Because the last time they did that was when uh, Weakest Link and Millionaire started and they went with Greed. Mm. Mm. They have never had a successful game show except when I think Blankety Blanks was on Channel O. Perfect match. Oh, perfect match. Sorry, I lie. No, no, no. But, yep, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, other than that, as, as far as quiz shows go, yeah. they've never had a successful no. a successful quiz show. Jeopardy? I think Jeopardy lasted like six weeks. Yeah, it did. I think the, the longest lasting quiz show they had was uh, something called the uh, Great TV Game Show. Yeah. Hosted by yep. Richard Stubbs, yep. which I loved, but nobody else watched. Radio. Almost yeah. anything goes. I, I, Again, not a quiz show. I think... Uh, <laughs> but I love that. Prisoner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, these days uh, you need two things to sell uh, to sell a show to Australian networks, like a game show. Yeah, has it has it worked overseas, or have they shown it overseas? And do you have a good set? Because that's all most game shows are now. They're just the set. Look at the set for one versus one hundred. That's huge, three stories, mega flashing monstrosity, or the. The rich list where they're in these isolated in their pod things about a kilometre away from Andrew O'Keefe. Open, this one. open the pod bay door, <laughs> O'Keefe. <laughs> well, this one where there was something going on with all the lights behind the crowd are all That's... flashing and dazzling as if you meant to go, ooh, look at the lights. This is shit, but I'm entranced by the lights. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just terrible. But look, it's shiny and people... And the thing, the thing about 
the contest as well is that right in in the rich list they can win untold millions of dollars <laughs> and uh, and in one versus one hundred they can win one million dollars in uh, in the contest I think they get like ten grand or something or. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe they, they walk away with 100 grand, but I don't think so. I think they get cab, 10 grand. Cab voucher. Somebody wins like 10 grand every week. That's it. That's it. It's, yeah, it's just... Did you so see, I, I don't know if anybody else saw, but they, uh, Andrew G had obviously been told to come up to the winning contestant because it was two females and hold her hand at the end of the show. And I didn't see this. They cut back just a bit too quickly to the main shot and she was over talking to her friends in the audience and very excitedly mouthing I'm holding hands with Andrew G <laughs> <laughs> Well see and then everyone's a winner. Everyone is. <laughs> Hi I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. Simpsons 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 Well it's that time of year again when the new No no I'm just saying random surnames Smiths. <laughs> if you saw the uh, the Grammys today, Dixie Chicks took out something for some song, and uh, the acceptance speech was, uh, it's like America's favourite family, that that kid. Uh-huh. McCarthy's. <laughs> Sorry, but you've lost me completely. Basically, they were doing a... Uh, a they did an impression of Nelson. Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Basically saying that because they've been ostracised about so their, their comments about Texas. <gasps> yeah, that was yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, now they've, they've, What's the surprising song, to the see song them was win. a reaction to that treatment. Yeah. And they won the Grammy. Very right. surprising to see them win. Anyway, Simpsons. It's that time of year again when uh, the newspaper seems to fill up with articles about the Simpsons. One type of article saying how high quality the Simpsons is and how the quality has never dropped in twenty years, and. The other type of article decrying the last few seasons of The Simpsons, but saying this new season is the one that gets it back on track. Unfortunately for most Simpsons fans, the start of a new series is just painful and upsetting mm. as they kind of limp from unfunny episode to unfunny episode. Kind of a self-parody of, of what, the, uh, what The Simpsons used to be and never, be, never being able to, uh, to get back the glory of insert your favourite season here. Season four for me. Uh, I'm going with season six. (laughs) Randomly. Uh, So it it was with that in mind that I approached season 18 of The Simpsons. I wasn't expecting too much, but I am pleased to report... It's not actually too bad. Really? It's it's actually, it's pretty good. It starts tomorrow night. Unfortunately, tomorrow night's episode is terrible. Uh, Fat Tony's son, uh, un... Very likely <laughs> called Michael. My- Michael Tony. Michael. <laughs> Fat Tony. It's, it's Michael. Godfather oh, reference. Oh, oh, yeah. Got it. Uh, okay. Is going to uh, Springfield Elementary elementary School. This, this kind of thing is the epitome to me of what's wrong with The Simpsons. It's the tail wagging the dog. They've obviously decided, hey, let's do an episode that's got lots of Sopranos takeoffs and Godfather takeoffs. Let's let's write an episode just so we can do that. I mean, they've done Sopranos before and better. They've done Godfather before and better. So, I mean, this this isn't awful. It's it's just kind of bad. The flip side of this is later on they do a Goodfellas parody, and the Goodfellas parody is absolute perfection. 
and it's genius and it's very, very funny. I think the difference is that it's actually born out of the episode. They haven't written the episode specifically to do the Goodfellas parody. The Goodfellas parody has come out of the episode and it's just, it, it, it's a very, very funny Goodfellas Which takeoff. Is, that's the way Simpsons used to work. There, there, were, uh, there was a story yep. and then they'd go, all right, where, where can we put the jokes in the story? Yep. Yep. How does how does the story work, and where can we put the jokes? Yep. And then somewhere along the lines, they started going, "Okay, these are the jokes we've got. How do, how do we build a story out?" Exactly, of it? exactly. We're out of show ideas. Let's look back at old shows and pick out one little thing and make a whole episode about it. Yeah. Oh, can Grandma Simpson reappear again? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the series kind of continues like that. It's 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 a bit up and down. Uh, I think if you're though, if you're in a forgiving mood, I think season 18 of Simpsons is a lot better than series 17. Uh, there's lots of laughs, and if you can kind of put to the back of your head what a great show it once was and how how devish, devilishly satirical it was, and kind of just turn your brain off, you might actually enjoy this series. And when is that on? It starts. Tomorrow night, which is Tuesday night, at 7.30 on Channel 10. And it's they're doing their usual thing of uh, a new episode followed by a recent repeat. Okay, so... So, so you'll be able pe- to compare. So for people who didn't see last season, there's a good chance that there'll be some catch-ups as well. Yes, but I wouldn't advise watching It's been so hard with Channel 10. They're so indiscriminate about where they put their Simpsons oh, I know. stuffing filler. I know, because there's, there's 24 episodes in a series and... They will spread that over the entire forty weeks of ratings, which is it's ridiculous. It's shit is. together, John. It is. Yep. It is. And when you get to the stage where they have to advertise it as all new Simpsons, so that you know the difference between the Simpsons that you've seen a million times, the repeats that you've only seen once or twice, or finally a new episode. And you know, there can be an ins- there can be instances where they're playing four in a row, and it'll be like the second or third one that's the new one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, I think what Brett's saying is we're relying on you, Ross, mm-hmm. to tell us when New Simpsons are happening, mm-hmm. and uh, and you've got to stay on top of that. Okay. Excellent. Thanks. Box cutters. Movie A, movie nay. It's the game we love to play. Oh wow! I didn't know how to theme. That was fantastic. How long were you writing that one for? Uh, really? I came off with it in the last 30 seconds. Really? No. Yeah. yeah. No. I know. I know. It <laughs> seems like years. This is backed by popular demand. We've had uh, loads and loads of requests for it. Uh, People keep stopping me in the street. So. <laughs> We've had lots of emails too asking us to clarify the rules, but I, I think if, if we play, people will, will figure it my out. My neighbour had a brick thrown through his window oh. because they thought it was my window. Oh, really? And it, it, uh, tied to it was just... Movie yes, movie no. Yes! Really? Big, big letters, and, and that was it. Oh, I thought it might have been over a particular decision, a movie that you'd said no to that, that they thought should have been a yes. No, 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 they just, they just really wanted it back. Okay. <laughs> no, I've, been, I've been right on every single <laughs> movie yes, movie no. I think everybody knows that, Russ. And, uh, and how this works is if you're playing along at home after I announce the movie, you say yes or no. Okay. I wish I had a buzzer. <laughs> First 50 dates? Yep. Nah. I never saw it. First 50 dates, I'll say yes. I heard good stuff about it. I'll say 50, 50 first dates. Li- 50 first dates, yes. Uh, no. Little Nicky? No. 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 <laughs> okay, I'll go yes on 50 first dates in that case. <laughs> yep, good. No, Meet- no to Little Nicky. <laughs> Meet the parents, yes. Yes. Along came Polly. 
No. No, 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 no. no. came Polly. No. no. Don't eat. You know, just, just no to avoid it. Meet the parents. Put me to sleep the first time I saw it. Compared to, compared to Along Came Polly. No. It's, it's uh, it was uh, Ben Stiller and... Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And uh, completely failed to have jokes. Yeah. You know, and but he pretended was, to. He was very straight-laced and she was very out there and radical. Have you seen Dharma and Greg? Yeah. Right. It's shitter than that. Okay. Hilarious things such as he's got irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> By the way, Jennifer Aniston's denying having had a boob job. Oh. Although she did admit to having her deviated septum fixed up. Oh, yeah. Well, she's clearly okay, had a, a nose, a nose job. job. Right. Uh, and the final one. These movies, by the way, are all on... Is it over f- already? There's one more. These movies are all on Friday and Saturday night in okay. Melbourne this week. The first... Uh, sorry. Day after tomorrow. No. Yes. Oh, see, I don't know what's coming up next. <laughs> was, was that a post-apocalyptic... That was the one? Yep. Atomic Twister. Double yes. <laughs> Atomic Twister? Yeah, Atomic um, Twister sounds fantastic. That's a big yes from... I don't even need to know what it's about. <laughs> Looking to make a fresh start in a small town in Tennessee, a single mum and her 12-year-old son are settling in when a tornado... Tears through a nuclear power plant. <laughs> yes! 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 What time is that on? When is it, when, when is it on? That's on uh, Channel 7 on uh, Friday night starting at 11.05. That looks brilliant. I can't... That looks brilliant. I, I can't, can't wait. Uh, the footy hasn't started yet. Okay. Because yep. that's going to cause all sorts of problems. Well, the the uh, nuclear <laughs> twist. I'm so excited. Friday night, radiated cows flying through the air. Oh, yeah. oh it, I can't wait! It, it takes two great disaster movies and makes them into one. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> see, the China Syndrome meets Twister, literally. See, I think I was right with Day After Tomorrow. No, no, I say yes to both. Really? Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. I, uh, I, I, I can't even remember what I was <laughs> going to say. I, so, so we have no idea how long this episode is running. None whatsoever. Yeah, 58 minutes. 58. Oh, we're going to be even longer than We've last really week. We've got 15 minutes for pork. Excellent. <laughs> Ross, you, uh, you made a comment on uh, the last episode this week, that aired this week in the United States. I did. And, seven. and once again, for the second time on the show, I apologise unreservedly. If I gave anything away, I was accused on the blog of perhaps uh, perhaps putting out a bit of spoiler. But no, but what I'd, you said what you said was was a joke. You 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 get, made a joke about it jumping the shark. I did. I want to know why I didn't make a joke about Sawyer finding the motorcycle though. That was that was oh. a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to consolidate that you screwed up this week? When he, uh, <laughs> did you think it was a bit much? This though? motorcycle's great. Won't help us get off the island though. Damn! Did, did you think it was a bit much though when he recreated the Great Escape? Uh, ending. <laughs> so now, what what I want to know is, you've really, really turned on Lost, like hugely turned on Lost. Meanwhile, yes. I don't mind it so much this season. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I I want to know why. I, 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 should, I, I should just I, I should like just it. clarify. I am still watching it, and right. I will still watching it. When I say I've turned on it, it's gone from like getting goosebumps with excitement for when that and the Lost bit turns around and thinking, oh, this is the best show ever. To kind of. It's all right. It's just, it's, it's average drama now. Yeah. I'm probably enjoying about as much as Prison Break. 
what I have started to really like about Lost this season. Prison now Break, we have, isn't it? <laughs> now, we have to be careful. We don't want to give away any spoilers. No. Uh, I haven't seen any. But uh, a la oh, well. my enjoyment of this season of 24, mm-hmm. Lost is just getting more and more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the it, I'm waiting to see when uh, the Dharma Initiative have... Because... Who? We haven't heard of them for so long. I know. Yeah, sorry, keep going. But as we've discovered throughout uh, the first two seasons of Lost, they uh, at first there was one hatch, and then there were two hatches, and then there was uh, a network, a video network. Mm. Uh, All interesting stuff, which I would like to see covered again at some point. I'm waiting for when is their shopping mall going to yes. be revealed? <laughs> when when is the airport uh, with uh, with 24 hour uh, yep. McDonald's and Hungry Jacks yep. going to be yep. going to be revealed? When, when will they find the people who are on the front of the plane? Yes, who are wandering on a different beach from the island, and uh, and and when are we going to have more coincidences about Walt? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there is about a million things I like in Lost. And the first six or seven episodes of this current season hasn't really touched on any of them. No. And a million's a lot. Yes. They've got a big scope there of things I like to touch on. It it seems to, and I hope this doesn't give anything away, it seems to have lost a lot of its mystery. Uh, There seems to be very little about things, trying to speak generically, such as the numbers. The numbers, the whole idea with the numbers fascinates me. That just seems to have been forgotten for no for no good reason. And I think what they were doing in the in the first six episodes was trying to get people involved in the human element. Yes, of it. Yep. Uh, so that people can get hooked into the characters, so that when the show comes back, which it which it just has, uh, the people the, there are new viewers watching it, or people who had not been watching it who come back to to watching it so that more things can be revealed. That's my hope for the show. But that having been said, they have very much focused on just a few of the characters. I, I liked it when it was an ensemble, when it was about lots of characters. Yeah. It's, it's not about lots of characters anymore. Well, you know, when was the last time we saw Hurley? Exactly. The last time I saw him was on the um, Emmys. Right. Doing well, the, the bit about Lost. So. Dave Letterman doing the top ten. Mm. And s- speaking of Walt... Uh, Walt's dad, played by uh, Harold Perrineau, mm-hmm. who we first saw in Oz as the excellent narrator. I think he was actually in Romeo and Juliet before that. Yeah, you were in Romeo and Juliet before that. <laughs> uh, he has come uh, Don't on, hold that against me <laughs> on board the, uh, the, the uh, CBS-produced show Demons. Ah. Uh, so, for, for people, it, it was the end of last season. The yes. end of season two, yes. when he was given a boat and sent away. Yes. So I, I haven't given anything away with that. No. no. Uh, it, it just it looks like he's not coming back to Lost. Yes. It does. And one would guess that uh, Walt isn't either if he's with his dad. <laughs> so so that thing I said a, a few weeks ago about everything that happened with Walt just being a coincidence, I think it was. Really? You see, that would be that would be terribly, terribly yeah. disappointing. But I know, but let it get more and more ridiculous. I want the president to appear, <laughs> a la 24, and for him to be in charge of the Dharma Initiative. Have, uh, do you remember how Series 2 ended? Uh, Something yeah, came yeah. up on the screen. Yeah, and there was the, the earthquake and, the, and everything went bang. Oh, I'm talking magnetic. about the, the very uh, finale, which was somebody off the island 
getting a signal saying, oh, we, f- we found something. Yes! Yes! They, I, I only just remembered that. Yes. So, we, so uh, you're saying that, like, and having watched seven episodes, like, it's just been ignored. Well, I, I don't want I don't to, want to I don't want to give anything away, but... Uh, <laughs> but I've just remembered that. <laughs> really? really? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, does that bring us to the end of... Uh, no. Brent, you've got some pork. No, we've got pork. Uh... Oh, I've got a question for you. Yes. I, are you thinking or should I? Do you want what some happened with music? Studio 60 last week? Ah, it was on Sunday night in the US. It was on Sunday night? It was on Sunday night. I told you. Was it also on I Monday said, night? I don't think so. I said I, I'm I downloading saw, something. I saw ratings for it and the torrent was available a day early. Yes. So, And there was no sign of the Black Donnellys. No. Which was supposed to be on. No. So, so what happened? I don't know. Oh, okay. Super Bowl. <laughs> You've been led astray. <laughs> Informed, informed as always. <laughs> Are you getting them from uh, death, Josh? From, from death? Yeah. No, I'm getting them from Easy TV. Oh. We, uh, we, we are informed as always. Informed as always. So, no, is, it, so is it on this week? Uh, Studio 60? I have not seen anything for it. Because I was week. checking TV.com and they were saying, no, no, not coming. It's, it's finished. Black Donnelly starts this week in its time slot. And then they had the ratings talking about how Studio 60 rated. No mention of the Black Donnellys. So I'm just... What episode was last week? Episode 14. 14. Yeah. Which was a which, piece of shit. Which, which <laughs> look, after w- looking this afternoon, uh, really? It, I, I heard really good stuff about it. It was. Uh, you know, if I, if I was Aaron Sorkin, I would hang my head in shame. Really? That something that bad got out with my name on it. Really? I've seen people raving about it. It was terrible. I, d- I didn't mind it. What was, what was so bad about it? Uh, the... Well, it was okay. It was a continuation of bad concepts that had started an episode earlier. Yes, uh, but people it, being stuck on a roof, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It ended with a montage to song. Oh, that's right. That that's right. just made me. You know what? I've had diarrhea <laughs> that has been more enjoyable than that montage to song. I hate montages at the best of times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but this was just. I. I remember, you know, because we've given the, the language warning, so I can say, at the time, I was screaming, Get fucked, Aaron Sorkin! Get <laughs> fucked! I was so angry. And more so when the rat pe- ran past on the building. Oh, uh, that... <laughs> Ooh, don't even bring that up. <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing about that last episode, if that's the last episode of Studio 60... Yeah. I won't be sad to see it gone. Really? You see, because yeah. I don't... Like, I think most of the stories kind of like that. I, I don't like the stories. I think the stories are stupid on Studio 60, but his dialogue is so good. But not in that episode. I just watch for... Really? I yeah. even liked it in that episode. I just no. think his dialogue's so good, it's worth watching just for that. There was there was one good scene, but that was all Matthew Perry. Mm. It was all Matthew Perry's acting. Anything yep. else was... Nah. Just couldn't care less mm. bring of, back sports night speaking of Aaron Sorkin uh, West Wing has shifted from the Monday nights uh, to Saturday nights oh really uh, on the return of Four Corners and uh, the the what's the word impending? I'm looking for um, yes the impending well, the, the new uh, first episode of Difference of Opinion uh, oh yeah I thought you were going to I thought you were saying enough right no. I thought you were going that direction, but no, a difference of opinion, which looks interesting. Which is, um, I can't think of his name. Jeff McMullen. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe it looks interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll You get two people. One back. says one thing, one says the other, Next. and Jeff says that was a difference of opinion. So Jeff McMullen isn't actually doing any journalism in it, because there were, 
there was a time when Jeff McMullen was a great journalist. In fact, if you look at almost all of the journalists who have been on 60 Minutes, at one time they were all great journalists and they got onto 60 Minutes and they became shit. Mm. Same thing happened with Jeff, Jeff McMullen. So there isn't going to be but any... also he left 60 Minutes vowing to be good again. Yes. But here there isn't any opportunity for him to... <laughs> to, to, to be, I love that. The idea of him waving his fist. That's great, Brett. Uh, I will be good again! He was looking the, uh, so uh, orange in the promos for it. Though. Uh, interestingly, though, uh, Four Corners is going for a full hour and there's no media watch tonight. Ah. Oh, well, just, that, that's fair and balanced, I guess. Um, <laughs> just be, as well, because we won't be home for it. Uh, I'm recording everything, um, <laughs> as, as both of you know. Uh, no idea what's happening with uh, Media Watch. What's her face was saying? No, no, it's all going to be the same next year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tony Scott, no, not Tony Scott. He's <laughs> the press secretary. Uh, what's his face? Chairman, <laughs> isn't he the director? Tony yeah, Scott directed Top Gun. Yes, he's, he's Ridley Scott's brother. Yeah. He also directed uh, the the excellent film Last Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the whole fair and balanced crap uh, was was looking pretty dire for uh, Media Watch out of last year. Um, of course, uh, Anna Nicole Smith passed away over the week. She did. She yes. did. I never saw any of her show. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I did. It was, t- it was unwatchable. Apparently, mm. like full on train wreck. Uh, mm. Worse than TV. Worse than so notorious. You think? Uh, I know, slightly different because so notorious is supposed to be scripted. Yeah, I. Uh, it's. It's not very entertaining to watch a woman who uh, just loves the attention, right. getting the attention. Yep, yep. Uh, and so more like growing up, Gotti. Yeah, mm. yeah, kind of mm. more like that. Nowhere near as good as uh, as that uh, the the show that is just about. I'll uh, see. No, Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack no, Osbourne. Jack Osbourne. I, I think it's called something. Jack Osbourne Thrill Seeker or something like oh, that. Right. Uh, where he just goes around the world and does extreme things because that's what he loves doing now. <laughs> Nowhere near as good as that show. It was just, eh, it yeah. was, it was not great. But uh, still, you know, be interesting to uh, to see how she died. I was uh, speaking with a friend of mine today who said she would love to see that uh, Anna Nicole Smith just died of some like congenital disease or you know something terrible that. So that everybody who's going to say, ooh, it was overdose or something like that. Well, yeah. the word is that she was down at the bar and she was off her face, doubling, uh, uh, downing doubles. Um, and then her hotel room was like a pharmacy. But they have said asphyxiation wasn't uh, the cause of death, so she didn't oh, choke okay. on her own vomit. Oh. Anyway, that um, doesn't sound like her anyway, at a bar and, and drugs. And stuff. It doesn't <laughs> sound like her. Now, have you guys uh, caught the promos that Deal or No Deal are doing this week? I've heard about it. I haven't Freaking seen it. Freaking ugly deal or no deal. All the briefcase holders in ponchos and with braces. Uh, I had heard it. Yes, I had heard about that. The, Fucking lame ass cross promotional bullshit. The actual joke, the original joke at the start of Ugly Betty, where she meets the model wearing the poncho. That's actually quite funny. Mm-hmm. In context, as the start of the show, that's quite funny. Channel, Channel Seven, 7 just have burying done it. it to death. It's yep. not going to be funny anymore. It's, no, it's known as the poncho show. Like it's just. They've just killed the joke. And mm. even that, it wasn't a great joke. It was an okay joke. Yeah. But it wasn't a great joke. No. And mm. Oh. Mm. just very quickly, we were talking about Andrew G before. He uh, he has a very, very similar looking counterpart or doppelganger on the Australian cricket team called, um, I can't think of his name, Nathan Bracken. Don't speak to me about the Australian cricket team. <laughs> Nathan Bracken. Uh, in a 2020 game recently, they all have their nicknames across the back of their shirt. He had 
Andy G across the back of his shirt, Bracken did because he looks so much like Andrew G. The commentators were discussing it. They were saying, somebody said to Ian Healy, oh, I think Ian Healy said to Michael Slater, you know, oh, why is he... Why has he got Andrew G on the back of his shirt? Uh, to which Slater responded, Oh, you know who he is. He's that guy who hosts that music show. <laughs> <laughs> just we just say talk. it's Andrew G. He's host of American of Australian Idol. It's not going to give give away that many viewers. You can mention the name of the show for God's sake. We haven't oh, even talked about for fuck's sake. We haven't even talked about Ian Healy. <laughs> oh, Ian Healy. Ian Healy with the big uproar. I, I've got to say, yeah, it was a, it was a bad judgment on his part. But it wasn't like he went on with it. It and, was like one little bow across. But also. You know, the idea that people would be calling for his resignation, he is still one of the best commentators Channel 9 has. Yeah. If they got rid of him, it would just be ridiculous. He went from being an excellent wicketkeeper to being one of the best informed commentators. It'd be sad to see him go. That's true, but he shouldn't be uh, be making light of breast cancer. You know, it's an idiot thing to do. It's a very cricketer thing to do. Lucky it wasn't terrorist cancer or something, otherwise he would have been (laughs) well And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 73. Much longer for all of you who requested it. Well, we were going for 73 minutes. 73. (laughs) I want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Yes. And I want to implore you to Visit boxcutters.net or email us hooray at boxcutters.net or visit the Superstore of Love and buy yourself something pretty from I, the Boxcutters shop. I also want to say thank you to our special guest, Brett's Steve Irwindoll. Who what? On the on the blog. No, we had Steve Irwindoll here again. See no one could hear it last time, so I figured <laughs> no one could hear it again this time. <laughs> Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for making the switch to Box Cutters Podcast. (laughs) Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.